How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? But you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Superhero in the flesh. Even at my worst, I'm the best. For the finish, I stretch. When they advanced me to check, could have bought my way to heaven, but I blew it on my neck. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tales podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back for another feedback episode. Yes, um, we are. Early on a Saturday morning. Yep, yep. Maybe we should talk in the radio. DJ voice since it's Saturday morning. I know. Hey, we're on your morning dial. This is the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. And <laughs> for your local weather, and it is cold as hell wherever you are because it's wintertime. <laughs> Riding Karen in the morning. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. So, uh, don't forget you can look up our free comedy podcast, which you're already listening to. And I, if you can't, haven't looked it up. I don't know how you got this far, but Me whatever. <laughs> um, we still thank you for listening. Yeah, you can look it up on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for the Black guy who tips and we will be there and uh just leave us comments um you can leave us feedback you can also leave us reviews uh this is what this episode is all about yep. uh to contact us you can follow us on twitter i'm at rider miss brown i'm say that again that is in d-a-t and you can email the show the black guy who tips at gmail.com uh go to the blog the black guy who tips.com and uh you can also call the show 704-557-0186 um so that's basically how you get in touch with us um you know 
even if you just want to respond to us on Facebook, you know, we try to be interactive with that too. Um, so, buddy, you've been watching a lot of movies this week, huh? I have. I've been getting on it. I um, went back and watched that uh, Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it, but I watched it again. The funny part about when I was tweeting, in the background, he has the letter K in, like, the shape of a heart. So when I was initially spelling his name, I was spelling a heart like heartbeat. Oh. And then I looked, I said, damn it, he tricked me. I'm spelling this wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, people out see they've been enjoying live tweets about movies and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just another way that we interact with people. Um, Yes. And, you know, don't forget also the official weapon of the podcast is... The Taser. And... The unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. All right, man. So let's do some voicemails so we can hurry up and get this show on the road. Oh yeah. All right. Let's see what our first one is. Yo, guys. What's up? It's uh, Sir Wesley the first from Twitter. Uh, we've gone back and forth about a bunch of stuff. I just kind of wanted to get your, your take on the NBA so far. Um, you know, it's looking like real competitive, even though the Lakers. You know, on paper, the favorites and the Celtics are good. I mean, what do you see happening? Like, I'm watching the Dallas-Portland game right now, and you look at Dallas' roster, they should be able to play with anybody. But, you know, that's one of those things that they had that heart issue that they never really overcame from, what was it, 05 or 06 or whatever that was. But Dirk looks like a, a monster right now. So, you know, just, just wanted to get your opinions on the NBA. And uh, also, uh, we're just going to say that uh, I... I, I you are the only person that's ever been able to back me off the hate in Roy Williams. I mean, I still hate the dude, but he was, he's got a little rationale in my, in my uh, life about it. So, he looks a good work, love the podcast, but I try to recommend it to everybody. Funny as it's been going, take it easy, Alright, well, thank you. Um, Alright, the first thing I would say as far as the, uh, you know, as far as the NBA, um, it is it, about a quarter into the season, so teams are starting to shape up. You're starting to see what teams are made of. Um, I still think right now it's probably Lakers first, Celtics second. Um, and as of now, that's really the only two teams that matter. Um, the Celtics, though, they're older and they're going through some injuries. I watched the game the other night. Rondo twisted his ankle. Oh. None of the big dudes were playing. Like, Shaq wasn't playing. Um, you know, uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Like, everybody they went and picked up in the summer was like, yeah, I'm going to take this one out. So, we'll see how uh, they're looking in, uh, I guess, April, May, June, you know, yeah. when they're uh, healthy and if they have all their big men healthy because they could be scary. Um, Dallas, man, I love Dallas as far as the fundamentals on that team, but they're a tough team to watch. And it's because, um, as I mean, I love fundamental basketball, so I'll watch it, but it's tough for casual fans to watch because oh, they're not yeah. that they're not the running gun team no. that they used to be. No, you know? they're not. So, um, I've been, so anyway, I'm impressed. I think Dirk right now is probably the real MVP. Everybody keeps wanting to give it to Amari, and that's only because he's in New York. That's right. Um, I, I still am not impressed with Amari's rebounding and, uh, his defense. Uh, and, uh, also, you know, I'm not impressed with him. Like, I don't feel like that team's an elite team. I feel like that Dallas team is elite. Uh, Ooh. it's just their, their problem is when they get to the playoffs, they're going to play against Kobe Bryant right. uh, and these good wing players. And when you look at the collection of talent that they have at the point guard and small forward spot, 
one, they're, they're not good defenders, but two, they're just undersized and they're old, you know, like, they're either too old or too young. They they really don't have anybody in their prime. You got Jason Terry, who's probably older. You got Jason Kidd, who's older. Uh, and then, you, you know, you start, you, you follow that up with, like, Roddy Bubar, who's young. Uh, that little short dude, uh, God, J.J. Barrera, he's young. Um, and they're still all short, you know. Yeah. So their best lineup on the floor at the end of the day is, like, Jason Kidd, who's old. Jason Terry, who's older. And... Uh, and, and then Karan Butler, who can't, you know, who, who are you going to put him on? Ron Artest? Kobe? You know, uh, uh, like, stop that. Yeah, yeah, so they're just kind of in trouble when it gets down to it. And that's, that's just sad, but, you know, I like, but I like watching the Mavericks. And I, I hope maybe they can make one more trade or do something. But they're, they're I just feel like they're a runner-up, no matter what. I know. Um, And what was the other thing you brought up? Uh, Oh, Roy Williams. Yeah. We were talking on Twitter about, uh, he doesn't like Roy Williams at all. But he's a Tario fan. Okay. Um, and you know, which would rather have? I don't know. I feel like Roy Williams is one of the top coaches in the game. I do too. But he's flawed, and that's yeah. the that's the thing about college football, basketball. That's right, college. You're gonna you can have flaws that overcome them in college. That you know, it's it's not necessarily the end of the world. Like there's no, no there's there's to me there's one coach to where I'm like that's guy's a perfect coach, and that's Coach K. Every other coach, I'm like yeah, but. You know? Yeah, yeah, but and Roy Williams is an excellent coach, but you know he tight. He gets his butthole a little tight whenever things <laughs> get, you know, when things slow down. He, and he, it, he booty lock it up. Yeah, he gets a little, <laughs> he gets a little bit of uh, panic sometimes. And uh, you know, I, I like Roy Williams and whatnot, but my main thing was was uh, I was saying uh, I would prefer to have Kyrie Irving over uh, uh, Harrison Barnes okay. this year. And the reason being, uh, I think Roy Williams is a great coach of point guards. You look at all his successful teams, they've come with a a, a talented point guard. True. And uh, Wesley was saying, no, uh, he can't coach elite players. And I said, well, that's different. I don't think that's the same thing because I think Ty Lawson was elite. I think Raymond Felton was elite. Yeah. And uh, I think Kyrie Irving is an elite player. And I think at point guard, for some reason, Roy Williams is like, hey, we push it, we run it, you know, you just don't turn, you know, try not to turn it over too much, but just yeah. get get enough possessions, run on everything, and he's okay. Okay. But if you actually were to say to him, coach up this point guard, he's not yeah. good at okay. that. Yeah. So I actually think Roy could do it, but, you know, it's a point of, you know, it's a really small point, really, in the argument, so. But, uh, cool, thanks for calling in. Actually, I think he left another message. Let's see here. Yo, what's up? So, Wesley, the first from Twitter again. Uh, I forgot one thing. I'm way behind on the podcast, but I'm starting to hear, uh, um, Karen talk about, you know, her random thoughts and speak up a little more. I really appreciate that. Like, it's, you know, Rod, you're funny. I hear you on the book, on the Morning Jones every day with both, but, uh, Karen got interesting perspective and she does a good job talking about stuff. I probably won't hear this for another, what, two or three months and I'm way behind on the podcast. But, Wesley, <laughs> I'd love the show. Keep up the good work. And maybe one day, once I get back to blogging and writing, shit, you'll, you'll, you might want to have, have me on your show. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, I don't know if I have you on the show. I mean, come on, that's one step at a time. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, man. So 
Tell me, Karen. Everybody likes your random thoughts, man. Thank you. And like, you know, to hear you uh, speak up. So I'm always plugging her and telling her, hey, man, get out there and say stuff. And I'm glad she's starting to say stuff. And uh, the feedback has all been really positive and people like it. Uh, yes. You know, I really won't think that you really made it until the stars turning negative. You know? Oh, okay. Like right now, everybody's just like, oh, isn't that cute? It's cute, yeah. A woman speaking her mind. Anyway, back to the kitchen. I know what you belong, but when they be like, uh, say, bitch, why don't you get in there and make me smegs? That's when I know I have arrived. Yeah, that's when you know, because that's yeah. how they used to do me, you know. <laughs> they used to tell you to get in the kitchen and cook some eggs? No, they just, you know, call you out your name and stuff. Right, I don't appreciate that shit. I'm going to stop listening. Like, all right, good riddance. All right, let's see next. Uh, the next uh, caller. You're on with Rod and Karen in the morning. morning. Ding. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is People's Critic calling from Seattle, Washington. Man, it's a crazy thing just happened to me literally like 10 minutes ago. Um, because of my job, I go to court twice a week. So today, as I'm walking into court, there's a Native American gentleman, and he's flashing on the security guard. He takes off a jacket, throws it down, and screams at this dude. He's like, I told you the fucking belt. And so <laughs> the security guard walks up on him, and, and the other go on guard reaches for his taser. I was like, yes. <laughs> and his girlfriend came over and calmed him down. And I was thinking, man, she's strong bold. He almost got it, man. He, he almost got handled out. I was just close to seeing somebody get tased in real life, man. And, uh, I, I came back to work disappointed, man. I told him I'm going to call what happened. Um, but it was sad to see him not get tased because uh, he was... He was talking real reckless, man, and, and cussing, and no one does that when they're trying to get into court. Like, they have been for it, but trying to get in, I don't know why, but he was thinking. But anyway, I just want to say, man, love the show, and I appreciate your list on Twitter, man. I've been following uh, Makai Diamond and Diamond Prime and Phenom Black and the Fanny Report and, you know, Miss Music Lover and all these people that, that's been on the show or, or called in at some point, man, and they're great. I mean, those guys keep me cracking up all the time, man. Their tweets are pretty hilarious, man. So anyway, just want to say that, man. Share my, my almost taser story, man. Oh. Anyway, uh, happy holidays to y'all, and uh, hope you have a good show again. I know you will. I'll talk to y'all. Y'all later. Peace. All right. Well, thank you, People's Critic. Um, First of all, yeah, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. We have a list on Twitter. If you follow me, just go to my page, uh, you know, twitter.com slash Rodimus Prime. And you can look up a list called The Black Guy Who Tips, which is a list of everybody who calls into the show, leaves mm-hmm. messages, people who email the show, people mm-hmm. who just uh, support the show, donate to the show. Yeah. Um, Interact with us on Twitter. Yeah, so if if you want to follow a bunch of cool people, people. on Twitter, yeah, you know, maybe you're not following that many people. Maybe you don't even get Twitter. And part of the reason you don't get it is because you're not following the right people. That's right. Follow that list, and then you'll see, like, oh, shit, this is pretty interesting. Yes. You know? Uh, so anyway, and then the other thing is, I can't believe y'all almost saw a live tasing. I know, I'm highly disappointed, man. I want the eyewitness scoop, man. Yeah, that's my dream, man. Oh. I, I just, I want to see a live tasing, but that means something. Like, cause people are always like, oh, a taser, let's get it out and play with it. No. No. I want to see a tasing by somebody that was acting up and the police was like, yeah. enough of this shit. I have had enough of you, asshole. You're going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take some votes. <laughs> yes. This will shut you the hell up. And and by the way, just for your just just for y'all just listening, I am actually the alcoholic today. I have me a nice glass of wine, which I think that man had who almost got tasered. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he didn't have wine in court. 
He has some alcohol cussing the people out. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess the wine is your somnia juice. All right, man. So we got another voicemail. Let's check this one out. Hi guys, this is uh, Toya, aka Mikael Jazz. Let me pause my gay male on male porn for a second. <laughs> um, I just called in. Uh, we're Karen. I was Team Karen the last time we called, but you know, after I found out some disturbing news, I'm back on Team Rod. Uh, also, I know you judged on my new workout. Five our Twitter conversation. Sims, <laughs> um, dude, really, really, Sims. You know, I'm so freaking tired of the Sims that I I have, because of my friend, I have bought every Sims game, including the Sims Black Eyed Peas edition, whatever the Herb Sims, whatever one it is. <laughs> I just finally do Sims, Karen? Come on, really? I'm disappointed in you. Aww, I'm sorry. You know about your lesbian theory thing? Yeah. The power of the PU, you know, finish how to finish the West. Yeah. <laughs> I try to tell Mike that, but he don't hear me sometimes. <laughs> I'm enjoying the show, guys, and, and I just got through listening to, uh, as you can tell, when I update my status on through the social player, I'm listening to uh, this week's episode, and no, Obama does not pass the ball. Come on, <laughs> really? As much trash talk. I mean, he's talking trash with Kobe. He didn't even pass the ball. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, guys, I, I'm enjoying the show. appreciate it, and uh, I guess uh, I tried again. I guess I broke my six-month thing. Oh, well, I guess I'll try again. <laughs> six more months, then. Sweet tea lemonade with rule, whore. Yes, sir. We unpause my gay porn. Bye. <laughs> well, folks out there, Radio Land, that was the uncensored version. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, she's right, though. I do think a lot of the lesbian thing comes down to, you know, dudes are just like two vaginas. Like, like one just ain't enough. It's like two vaginas you can't get in. But it's two vaginas. Yes, it's two. I can go in one, then go in the other one. It's two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they maybe each one feels slightly different. Um, as far as uh, as far as the uh, Sims thing, I know, man, Karen that Sims, I, but she hasn't even really been playing it that much lately. I every time I look online, she's playing um, like uh, this plant versus zombie game. Uh-huh, that game is addictive as hell, man. It's silly, but I love it. And them damn zombies is not gonna get in my house. But I thought you hated plants. I do hate plants, but the plants is killing the zombies. Mm, sounds like a hypocrite to me. It's not, because if I don't do it right, the plants get ate up anyway, and I'm like, yes, one plant down. That's <laughs> <laughs> a win-win. Yes, win-win. <laughs> no zombies and no plants. <laughs> well, thank, you, thank you for the call, Tyler. Uh Let me go ahead and uh, hit this button for the next one. Hello, good morning, good people. Good morning, good morning. God bless you, Star Hill fans. Nonetheless, um, try to be a good person and let all that go. I uh, still blue, blue, blue devils over there. So they thank you my final resting place. That's good. That finally tells me and Rod don't have dominance other than the fact that I have this sweet, immaculate life in but that has been pleasant uh, by the gods. Uh, I noticed you didn't get the number. I forgot. Do I pass that along? 
also the number for anybody listening and like to call in. I'm sure you'll catch it retweeted that day as well. It's not, but there's a case. It is uh, 917 Hollywood Larry and decide to put his shoes on and come over here and grace us with his presence. <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Larry and, uh, is going to have us on his show. Yeah, right, radio. It's uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, dot com. You just go there. It's a live internet radio. Uh, people can call in and interact with us. Yes. We're, we're gonna do it. I believe at five o'clock on Tuesday. Yes, that that'll that'll be fun. So for all of y'all out there who wanna actually talk to us live and like not leave voicemails and things like that, this would be a good time for y'all to be able to interact with us. We yeah. would love to hear you guys. And they, he said the phone number for that is nine one seven nine three two one seven zero seven. And uh, Larry left two other voicemails earlier in the week, but they was both about Duke basketball, so them shits don't get no burn <laughs> on the black guy who tips. Nah, this, <laughs> this Duke versus Carolina shit is real. I would lose a friend over this shit. <laughs> but nah, uh, but nah uh, he called back and left this one, so I just played that one. Alright, we got another one. Yo, Ryan, Karen, what's up? It's me, Ty Diamond. I just bought a room and now I'm officially in the building. <laughs> hey man, I just wanted to talk to y'all. Uh, see how y'all were this, this week. Y'all heard y'all episodes real good. Uh, so here's some stuff I had thought about and I wanted to bring up y'all on the show. Uh, Larry King, he ended his show this past week. And I mean, he's had a great career so far on, on television. He's had a lot of accomplishments and just a lot of things he's done in his life. And so um, I had a couple things just to let y'all know. Uh, Larry King is the only TV host to outlive his viewers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No one from eighteen twenty-two. His first broadcast is still alive. Damn. So that's a, a very big achievement. Um, his first job, he was a T-Rex trainer and groomer. <laughs> pretty interesting. And actually, when he was in college, he was classmates with Joy Galloway, and in their class, Aristotle was their professor. So that was pretty pretty interesting for that. Um, earlier in uh, y'all show for uh, episode one hundred two. Like I said, we always talk about, um, you know, in the building and how can all these people stay in the building. But not only that, though, you know, Paul Master Flex, I mean, he's a war criminal. How many times can he drop bombs on unsuspecting victims to get away with it? Should he be punished? I mean, he can't keep dropping bombs on New York City. They went through too much already. Um, another thing is, you know, we're in this depression, and I think it's because we keep giving everybody credit. You see it on ESPN all the time. You got to give them credit. You know, he's helping Arizona stay in the game, throwing those touchdown passes. Yeah, but you also got to give the linemen credit because they're blocking for them. <laughs> well, don't forget the defensive backs credit because they're getting their receptions. Yeah, give them credit. Give them credit. <laughs> and uh, they start giving credit. I think we got this recession. <laughs> and the last thing, too, is, you know, stepping up to the plate. Like, how many people can step up to the plate? What type of plate is it? Is it a dinner plate? Is it a big ball, you know, on one plate? What is it? Come on now. But, um, you know, speaking of stepping up to the plate, though, you know, it brought me up to this, you know, trash TV. I mean, we all love trash TV. 
And I mean, you, I mean, it's a certain obsession you gotta have with trash TV. Just so you, you know, people are worse than you, and you just enjoy seeing all that stuff. But I think the king of trash TV is probably Mari. You know, they my trash TV is that you have crazy contestants, but Mari has crazy contestants, and the whole staff is crazy. I and mean, I start off with the head. Mari, you like, you know, you like to assert his power over the crowd and stuff, get them all hyped up and get everybody going and stuff. But once they get a ruling, you know, he's like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck down, I got my envelope. About to find out who's the big daddy. So, you know, that's what he likes to do. And then you got Dave Vitale, that big buff dude, who likes to text the, the cheating in, like with little sexual stuff, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, I text Bill and, you know, I said I took his dick and he said okay, so I went over and oh wait wait oh my bad. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird. Like why does he always sex text the cheating dudes? Why the girls like weird? And oh. finally Ralph, the lie detector man. Oh my god, he he gets hyped up when he calls his name. He's, he's up to the front of the stage. It looks like he wants to jump on and take the mic or something and start talking. And he's you know he's always trying to ruin relationships. He's like yeah. You know, went to the lie detector test and he said he only had sex with one woman, but actually the lie detector determined he had sex with a million women and had sex with ten of their armpits. Ah, ah. Oh my God, Ralph, man, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and also, in episode 102, you guys were talking about blind superpowers. Well, I got the ultimate blind superpower right here. How about sight? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll win overall. <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about before I left you guys was the, uh, you was talking about a CD mm-hmm. uh, from a, a church rapper guy. And I remember I bought a CD from this uh, rapper at a gas station. And I mean, his CD was so bad, man. Like, I didn't even want to throw it away at my house. I stopped to uh, buy a supermarket uh, called Kroger's. And I just, I threw the CD away in the parking lot and then I drove home and to this day, I still think about what I could have deal with my $5. <laughs> but other than that, though, keep up the good work. And also, shout out to Will and Justin. Um, y'all do a great job every week on y'all on uh, what the Wednesday segments or Thursday segments. So, you know, keep up the good work. Y'all funny, too. Uh, peace. Peace. Thank you. Um, you know, I did the same thing with that Mike Jones uh, CD. Remember, we were driving to the movies one time. And I kept playing that Mike Jones, and uh, you didn't like it. No, not at all. And I just threw all. it away in the parking lot at the movie theater. <laughs> that was terrible. Mike, <laughs> um, <Like> who? <laughs> uh, as far as uh, Larry King, yeah, he retired and he old as shit. Yes, he is. Um, so, what, he 155 now? I don't know how old. He's like he, the fucking Highlander. He's probably older than the network itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you bullshitting? Uh, yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, so uh, as far as giving people credit uh, through sports and whatnot, that is the only place where white men willingly give black men a whole bunch of credit. Ah. So just oh, give, the, give them all the credit. They're like, okay, sports, that's the only way. Um, and my man Ralph, the lie detector test, but uh, dude on the morning. He looks so happy somebody knows his name, don't he? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's me. That's right here, right here. Camera over here. And right he, here. he is biased. Like, I've never seen. Ah. A lie detector person basically give the lie detector and then root against the the fucking dude as he's like, no, but this is that. He's like, no, you lied, you son of a bitch. I did the test. You you impugning my work ethic. I know, right? Like Ralph That's is a hard working man, though. Yeah, he is, man. All those lie detector tests, man. I know. He almost got a quarter to beat. How come they always got a lie detector test to do, man? If you're already on there, you don't trust each other. Why the fuck? That's it. 
Yeah. You know, if I if like as soon as I say if I come in the house and say, Hey baby, we're going to Chicago, we're gonna be on the Maury show. No. Uh save your save your plane fare. I actually ah. let's just break up. Ah. Just take the shit and move out. Ah. Ah. Well we know Ty Down will be watching that episode. If we went on her, yeah. I wouldn't even do that, not even to promote the show. <laughs> I have too much dignity. Like, the one reason that we might not make it as far as this podcast blowing up is because I had too much dignity. Like, they might, oh, we want you to do it in blackface. Oh, fuck it, nope. then. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> End of the show. <laughs> Put on this dress. Nope. Nope. But I will shuck and jive for you. Rod and Karen in the morning, the black guy who tips. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rod and Karen, it's Margaret again. Um, today, I am out of the rain. <laughs> I know oh, y'all thought I was fire TV was so funny. Um, I know this time I am freezing outside of KFC, so I don't know if I really upgraded or not. I thought I did some books, but really it wasn't my books, so that was a good thing. I did work on time. Uh, I want to come in real quick on uh, the last two podcasts I did. Y'all, you both mentioned marriages and weddings. Uh, the first one, um, we talking about that $90,000 wedding? Mm-hmm. Who the hell has a $90,000 wedding? And it's something that you couldn't afford it? No. I mean, if I'm going to have a $90,000 wedding, it'll be, you know, my money. Maybe his money. The majority of my money will have to I'll probably end up kicking out in the way. But... I would have been sitting there, if I was a dude, I would be sitting there scratching shit out the way. Bitch, you don't need my full orchestra. So we, just, we just need one singer, maybe a piano player, who can throw like a CD in there, a pen. Um, but I'm going to part, we don't need a spotlight, we can go ahead and put it outside to make it better. No, the natural light, that's why you just get a song. We could have saved all the money, but hey, now it's still the deal. But like I said, like y'all said, I would have had me a fire ass party. He was like, oh, you going to divorce I me? Mean, we not divorced, they ain't married. Like, oh, you going to leave me? Four days for the Okay, and I can't cancel. Okay, let me call everybody that hates you and tell us spend this money together. But <laughs> anyway, and then the next one you talked about, it was on the recent podcast, uh, there's a bomb pass the ball, uh, about that show with the chicks trying to get married, and every week when they win a uh, show, yes. they win a challenge, they get a practice uh, surgery. Who the hell approved that as a show, first of all? I've been working too much. They're trying to kill me. I guess they 
They really, she is about to tell the market and stuff. Well, yeah, uh, let me tell you, I have a good day. Have a happy holiday. Love you, bye. Yes, too. <laughs> but I know Monday we was off. And so, you know, uh, when I'm off, I normally sleep for all kinds of crazy hours and take naps and up tweeting early in the morning. So, yeah, you know, we up. We be up, y'all. Yeah, man. And um, I guess since she's outside of KFC, it was surprising because I didn't hear chicken frying this week. I, I know what's wrong. You outside the chicken joint. Ain't no fish frying, no chicken frying. Ain't um, nobody making no coleslaw. What's going on? And the 95, uh, it was $95,000 for that Ooh. wedding. And the $95,000 wedding, uh, the thing was the groom, the man, was just an accessory. Like, yeah. he's just another thing on a list of shit that she had wants to get for yeah, her wedding. That's right. You know, and they, they weren't going to be happy. That's, she just wanted a dude to fit the role to so she could basically put him in the, the place on the wedding cake and go, all right, we're married, you know? Yeah, and my thing is she brought up a good point. As bad as this damn economy is, you mean to tell me she couldn't have got out everything she wanted to get done for about $2,000 or less? Well, not with a live orchestra. No, we wouldn't have had a live orchestra. I'm like, hey, you better pop a damn CD in there. No smoke sock on CD. Better do it for you. And the Bridal Plasty show. That's the show she was talking about. Bridal Plasty. Um, I've been watching it. It is crazy. Um, I wonder what would happen, though, if somebody did botch plastic surgery. And then they showed up to get married. And their husband was like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, what? Scars on your titties. Your nose is fucked up. Wedding off. Give me my 95k back. That's right. I didn't pay for this. And then uh, the other thing I wonder too is like these women I believe are sick in the head. Like legitimately oh, yeah. sick. Like they have that plastic surgery whatever that disease syndrome. is. syndrome. I mean it, it gotta be man because at the end of the day no body man or female is perfect. And my thing is that who wants to get cut if they don't have to get cut? Maybe right. that's the way I look at it. Right. So I, it's really one of those things where I'm like, I think these people are just preying on the sick. They're preying on the weak, you yeah. know? It, it's worse than drug rehab. It's worse than that other shit. Because they're not trying to get them help at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no counseling. It's just like, okay, so you're addicted to plastic surgery. Well, let's use that. Cut the cameras on and let's go. You know, yeah, so it's like pretty said, fucked up. They man. need to have rehab because some of those people they take it to the point where they don't even look real no more. Look like they crack. Yeah. So on the message board, uh, I posted. We only got a couple responses to the ninety-five thousand dollar jilting was episode one hundred and one. Um, and Philly Cavs fans said, "Is there a reason the two of you released the three weekly shows back to back to back? I have no problem with Monday or Saturday show, but now." The BGC is off the air, Baggers Club. Maybe you can move the Friday show back to Thursday. Well, what's funny is that the show is on Thursday. <laughs> so, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Maybe you just need to download the shit or something. I don't know. Just The good thing about downloading the podcast is you can listen whenever you like. And you yeah. cannot listen whenever you like. So, you know, if you, wanna just, if you only got 10 minutes and you want to just listen to 10 minutes of something funny... You can do that, you know? Yeah, and, and, and not only that, we, we can be your vibrating pillow, so you can listen whenever you want to. Yeah, some of our, um, you know, some of our listeners, like like the one guy called in today, he's months behind. But he's content with that. But, We're hey, content with yeah, that, too. You didn't, I'm not getting in his shit. Like, I really think people feel like I would get in that shit if they are like, yeah, man, I haven't listened to a couple shows lately. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Unfollow me on Twitter, motherfucker. No. I, I Dad. 
<laughs> your dad's heart ain't he way behind. Yeah. Um, but and, and I feel um you about that one because it's a lot of podcasts that I do like some of y'all do art I have to listen to them in marathons. Yeah. I'll sit down and like a whole week I'll just listen to that podcast till I'm completely caught up. Let it get behind and listen to it. Because to me it's more enjoyable. Some podcasts are more enjoyable like that. Then again I just get behind and just have to stuff. Yeah, stuff and too. other shows take breaks and shit, so you know yeah. or, you know, you might just have a rainy day or maybe, you know, look at my man, you know, uh, that lost his job. Like you know, there's just different ways that we can fill your day if you want us to. But I'm not stressing it like, no. you know, motherfucker, you no. ain't listening to my show. No, let us get in where we fit in. We just glad to be a part of your life. Yeah, and then we also got a couple comments on the Facebook page. Cool. Um, let's see her. Um, Sharif congratulated us on 100 episodes. Thank you. So that was on a feedback episode. Then the 95K jilting. Or the $95,000 jilting. We got a bunch of responses from Clove. He says, Clarence Williams III, laughing my butt off. His best work was in Half-Baked as Samson. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I love me some Clarence Williams III, but picking his best performance is like picking your favorite child, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm, they're, they're all bitch, classic. You know what I'm on? Yeah. I'm on top Samson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Dave Chappelle. Samson was like, uh, uh... You know, he's like uh, the one who was talking about uh, candy makes you dandy. That that was that was. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, I uh, got my carriages mixed up. Yeah, no problem. Um, and let's see, he's got a PhD in whoop ass ology. Kabam. Uh, I, I don't know who said that, but somebody's maybe it's Karen. And it says, "Great show, guys. Thanks, Chloe." LaShonda writes in, So, do you realize that your pregnancy panties are basically glorified pull-ups, right? They have pull-ups for boys and girls that change the pattern in the front if the kids wet themselves. And unless you have a medical reason, age, bladder issues, that's nasty. Good job on the podcast. Keep it up. And I said, Or is it sexy? <laughs> and she says, You are a guy. Do you find piss in the panties sexy? If so, handle it, bruh. Me, personally, vomits in mouth. And I said, What's more important, being sexy or knowing if you're pregnant? Priorities, people. Ah. And then she says, That's why you pee on a stick. You can keep your drawers clean that way. You know, ah. I don't know. I, we did say pregnancy, boy shorts, and thongs. So I don't know why she's tripping. Uh, My ah. man... Q writes in, love the review of the Warriors, but because people saw the movie when they were young, that's why they love it. But if you watch it for the first time in 2010, it's horrible, but funny as hell. Are there any movies that you loved as a kid and watch now and say, wow, that shit is whack. What was I thinking? For me, one of them has to be over the top with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. It's a movie about arm wrestling. Yes. Yes. Arm wrestling, dude. Yes. I loved it. Me too. When I was... A, that's what he said. I loved it when I was a kid. Now, it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized how whack it was. What about y'all? Um, when I was a kid, I watched it too. Yes. And uh, for some reason, though, I knew it was whack. Like, 
Um, and that didn't happen often as a kid because, you know, just as a kid, you're just like, oh, it's Rocky. You know, what is this? But it just, I remember going, this is the most ridiculous fucking thing oh, I've ever man. seen. I used to love it because they had the truckers and he would, like, turn the cap back and yeah, put his arm on mm-hmm. the table and, like, look all mean and... I watched the movie like a thousand times, but yeah, it is whack as hell, but I watched the hell out of that. Yeah, movie. it's just, I don't know, so, and it's very rare that that happens to me, especially when I was a kid, I used to love everything, but every once in a while, I just see something and go, this, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm 10 and I know this is fucking nuts. <laughs> so like, motherfuckers meeting up in the middle of nowhere to do arm wrestling competitions. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it ain't true. But I was like, this shit is whack. Yeah, know? they were arm wrestling like dog fighting, huh? Yeah, and there's plenty of movies from my childhood where I'm like, whoa, should have left. Like, Chloe says from uh, Chonilla.com, uh, should have left that in the vault. Like, yeah. you know, your childhood memory bank that's all rosy and perfect. Can you love everything? Keep it in there. Yeah, sometimes you just don't need to revisit that shit because you check it out and you're like, whoa, this fucking suck. <laughs> Apparently, I had no taste as a kid. You know, I watched the Transformers original cartoon, which I I, I loved as a kid, especially the Transformers movie, which is fucking epic. But the actual cartoon series is terrible. Yes, it is, man. If you've ever stayed up late and watched Boomerang, um... Uh, sometimes on Adult Swim and some of the other channels, they'll go back and play really, really, really old cartoons that I used to love when I was a kid. This shit was terrible. The yeah. dialogue was terrible. It was drawn terrible. The plots were terrible. Right. The villains were terrible. People were dying silly, stupid ways. So, yeah. Alright, and then we also had somebody uh, write in and says, uh, that's a great profile pic. Looks just like you. Love the podcast from many. Thank you, many. Cool. Uh, Christine says, how ridiculous is it to swing a purse at a dude with a gun, then fall down at his feet? Uh, she's talking about the video of that shooting at that uh, school board meeting in Florida and where the old lady leaves and comes back and swings at the dude with a purse like half-heartedly like uh, she needs to put a bowling ball in that purse or something and then she's lucky the dude didn't shoot her and blow her um, brains out people are crazy yeah I still want to know what's up with that sh- that, that shooting because as, flo- as close as he was to everybody to not hit anyone it makes me wonder if there were even bullets in the gun well, that's true too so I will, I'm going to look up some more details on that um this dude wrote into the po- or sit, put his YouTube video on the podcast page uh Alex Harris Montalvo uh and he wrote, uh, he basically has a YouTube video, it's about, I don't know, six to ten minutes long, called Black People Don't Tip in Restaurants. And uh, I, I, I listened to it, and for the most part, I agree uh, with some of the stuff he said, because I've had, I've been a waiter, and, you know, I, I've experienced some of the stuff firsthand, you know. Me too. I've experienced the waiters that didn't want to wait on black people, mm-hmm. regardless of how they looked or whatever. I've, I've experienced the uh, waiters that treat black people shitty, yes, uh, which he actually doesn't bring up, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've experienced the... Uh, you know, most of it, except he has this accent like he's African. And he makes this distinction between, like, well, when African people come in, the waiters will wait on them. Mm-hmm. But when black people come in, it's different. And I, maybe it's only at the place he worked at, but everywhere I've worked, there's no distinction between, well, this black person is this and this black person is that. Um, That's kind of the fucking problem. Yeah, you just brown skinned. And what people fail to realize. And like a podcast say, and I don't know if you heard introductions, niggas don't tip. Not black people, niggas. Right. Totally different. We ain't, we ain't, we might be the same color, but we ain't the same class. Well, I just, I mean, I would just say that, uh, you know, the assumption 
that black people won't tip you and the result of some black people not tipping it definitely is this chicken or egg type argument and I'm not trying to go over the whole thing again but you know uh clothes listened to it and said sheesh Larry on snooze and I came back and said yeah I was trying to be supportive but Clover's right that shit was boring he was like, it's just a nigga talking to the mic, no music or nothing. He's just like, ah. you know, when black people come in, at least be funny. Well, that's yeah. It's not really that. Yeah, it's not funny. It's just it's like a fucking. I don't know what it's supposed to be. You know, it's like oh, okay. black people come in and they do not tip, and sometimes they do tip, and when they do not tip, that I say to people, do not take this table. They do not tip. And it's like, alright, bro, we, we get it. We get no tipping going and on. And the thing is, also, uh, the, one of the hardest parts about the tipping discussion is the biases of the people who are talking. Yeah. Because there's there's some things that are just true. There's some things that are, you know, uh, generaliza- generalizations, which, of course, all conversations have. But then there's some elements of the conversation where it's like, what about your bias? What are you bringing to the table? Yeah. And a lot of Africans have disdain for African Americans. Yeah. And if yeah. they feel that the black people are lesser to them so for him to throw in that jab about well the African people they would definitely tip you they always tip as a matter of fact they, they tip 20 times it's like okay dude with the African accent yeah, you know just another right. way to look down on black people like you know like I ain't never had an African tra- taxi driver or some shit I know how y'all get down you son of a bitch uh, nah, uh, but seriously though, man, it's, I, I mean, I, you know, miss me with that whole black people do this and white people do this and African people do this and da 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 shit when it comes to tipping, because to be honest, black people don't tip sometimes, but I can only control myself, that's yeah. why this podcast is called The Black Guy Who Tips, because I can only control me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When we go out as a couple, we make sure that we tip. Oh, I can't do shit for these other motherfuckers that ain't going to tip mm-hmm. you, dog. You can either listen to this podcast or not. Yep. That's it. That's, That's the most it. I can help. Yep. <laughs> That's the most we can do for yeah, you. Yeah, if you wait on my table and you treat me good, I help, I'll hook you up. That's yes, the most I can do. Uh, and then on Obama, number episode 102, does Obama pass the ball? I accidentally numbered it 103 uh, at first. Ah. So, uh... Brandon noticed that, so yeah, that's right. And then my man Q says Vic is a spokesperson for the Humane Society, not Peter. Peter still hates Vic and hates the NFL for letting him back in the in an Eagles jersey, and the Eagles for letting him play, and any fan who cheers for the Eagles. So yeah, fuck Peter. Good. I'm glad I can stay consistent on that one. I was I thought I was gonna have to forgive him for a while. Ah. All right, man. Um, let's see. We got a couple messages here. Um, actually, tracing us an article. We'll cover that tomorrow. Uh, Brandon Wright saying, "What up, Rod and Karen? Have either of you ever thought of a black guy who tips pet? You can call him fifteen percent, or cash money, or send this back a gift card. You, <laughs> what does a gift card do a tipping? Oh, you can tip off a gift card for real? Uh huh. I didn't know that. All right, so yo, did y'all read about the eleven million dollar crema tree? Send us a link to an article Now I don't know as much about Abu Dhabi aside from it Sounding like a place where all my Tech calls are forwarded to I know it's so But this is some outlandish shit There is rings, earrings, necklaces and bracelets On this tree They have an item on the tree that is a million dollars alone This tree has more security than Obama With 24 hour surveillance Ah 
11 million for a tree. Tom Brady's cheaper than this shit, and he's fucking Tom Brady. Although his Uggs does bring down his value slightly. Ah! Wait, I just looked this shit up, and Tom Brady makes way more money than this tree. But again, he's Tom Brady. Uh, why can't Vic just get a dog that isn't a pit bull? If he finds like a Scottish Terrier dog fighting ring, uh, th- then give that nigga the death penalty or send him to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so he can't have. It's the same fate. Yeah. So he can't have any pets at all? Not one single damn pet. No lizards, no gerbils, or none of that nope. shit. That's so fucked up. No, P, he can't to 2011 or 12 or something like that. 2012. Yeah. What if his in laws and other family members have dogs? Can he go visit them? How far does this stretch out? Can he pet the dare pet the dare dog at one of his community service functions? I'm not saying what can and what he can't do. I wonder can the pets put out a warrant? Like you know how he got say so many feet. Does he have to leave his house or something? I think when he moves in your neighborhood, he has to go to each house and say, "Hey, I'm Mike Vic. Do you have any dogs? Cause uh, I killed some." You guys, you guys remember Battletoads? That was a stress relieving game. Each time you hit one of one of them combos that ended in a, a large foot or fist to me it was the only purpose of playing the game i didn't care about winning all i cared about was violent animation i don't think i ever, i don't think i ever beat that game but i did freestyle over the pause mic no drake but yeah guys y'all keep up the great work stay positive stay productive fuck duke fuck shanahan fire jeff fisher god bless i'm out stupid nigger what <laughs> It was you. I know. We love you too. <laughs> so good. He the one who sent you that message. Yes, you son of a bitch. You told on yourself. <laughs> nah, uh, but seriously though, uh, the first of all, it's a great email. Follow him on Twitter. He's uh, I walk less on Twitter, and um, the the whole Battletoads thing. I remember that game, and as fucking stupid as this is, I remember ah. not getting that game on purpose because I was for the Ninja Turtles. And I felt the Battletoads was a ripoff. <laughs> it was a affront to the Ninja Turtles <laughs> legacy. You can't just make Toads fight. That's not that's that's not realistic. <laughs> ah, the cur- uh, turtles is Turtles. Look, the Turtles went into some secret ooze, <laughs> and they transformed into surfer teenagers that lived under the streets of New York. Yes, they had a rat tea still. Now that okay. makes sense. Uh huh. Battletoads is just a ripoff. Yeah, they, yeah, they since they since they learned a hundred years of kung fu. Uh huh, a rat. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, ah! next email in the bleachers, my man Mike. He writes in, still unemployed, getting to be almost a month now, so I'm starting to panic. Dun dun dun. Kidding. I'm not worried. My bills are paid through February, and I got a sweet bonus check coming. That's what I'm talking about. Viva La Unemployment. I know it's so. Love the show. Of course, Karen, what is with that asterisk do something asterisk tweet style? Is that what happens when someone gets into role-playing games? Ah. And he's talking about whatever it's like, uh, what people say, like, man, I'm drunk. And then they'll put an asterisk, and then they'll put an action, like, yeah. falls on my ass, or something like that. Yeah. And then another asterisk. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but I've only seen it on the internet, so I stole it. Me too, so don't feel bad. As for Vic, yes, one of the stipulations of his parole is he isn't allowed to own a dog. His parole is over in 2011, I believe, so come 2012, he'll be fully in the clear for dog ownership. People don't understand that dog fighting isn't a psychological disorder. The participants aren't, participants aren't getting off. 
on the dogs fighting or disposing of dogs any more than horse racing enthusiasts get off on getting rid of horses. These people get off on winning and gambling. The pride of having the best dog is akin to the pride of having the fastest horse. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he really put it into words uh, better than, than I could. Because that was one thing I wanted to say was like, it's just not the same. At, like, people say, well, it's like a pedophile. No, a pedophile is going to want to fuck a kid regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, like a pedophile can't help himself. He knows it's wrong and he has to do it. A fucking dude that fights dogs is more like, uh, a, a, like he said, like a horse racing enthusiast or somebody like that. And I'm not saying that that's right, uh, but I do find it very... Concept. Yeah, because yeah. you're gambling, you're gambling over animals and things like that. Yeah. And I do find it very hypocritical because I don't think... I think horse racing is fucking wrong and stupid. And when people are... When you talk to these people that race horses, they always say some dumb shit like, The horses want to race. I'm like, nigga, it's a fucking horse. How does it know? There's a in the wild, a horse is lining up tracks and putting on fucking putting on races on their own. Like you never catch horses in the in the wild. Like, all right, man, line up on the count of three. One, two, three. Yeah, come on, man. Bullshit. Anyway. I've seen people, this is from the email, I've seen people attempt to compare Vic to a pedophile and it's just stupid. Pedophilia, like rape and alcoholism, is a documented psychological issue. It is a compulsion that is a daily struggle to overcome. Dogfighting is not. The compulsion for them is gambling. Dogfighting is a means to the end, not the ultimate goal. And that's what I was saying. It's not like crack. Like, Vic's not going to see two dogs and go, I have to fight these dogs. I can't help myself. Right here, right now. Alright, so enough of the serious stuff. I'll wrap it up. White girl problems continue as I had to find and wash my Christmas sweater for the party tonight. It became a bigger problem when I thought it was, <laughs> just nigga. When I thought I was done with laundry, but I went to the dryer and realized I didn't start the dryer. I've done that before, so don't feel bad. <laughs> White girl problems. Yep, uh, I toasted that one. Yeah, I washed most of the clothes here anyway, so I know how to work the washer and dryer. <laughs> I came home one day and Karen and her friend was in there washing the same wet clothes over and over. I had to go in and change out the filter. Which I thought women had that in their DNA to know to change that shit. I guess I guess not. You spoiled me. You spoiled me, nigga. And you wonder why black women can't get a man. <laughs> Got another Christmas party Saturday. This would be trouble. Report from last week. I deserve a medal because I got separated from my best friend, had no car, no credit card, and still managed to go from Plaza Midwood, where the party was, to Noda for some girl I've never met. Uh, birthday dinner to a bar in Noda and then downtown to Dandelion. It was miraculous. Good Ooh, job. Good job. Way to get around. Tonight's gonna get real. Tacky sweaters for sloppy Santa plus a Jewish Christmas party for a girl married for a just married interfaith couple. Uh, none of this is important beyond the free booze part. Peace out, folk. Um, well, I appreciate the itinerary for this weekend. I think I've heard about this tacky sweater party. I'm not And going. I was about to ask you, what is that? I've heard a lot of people talking about they want to go to it. I don't, I don't understand the concept. You put a, you get you an old Christmas sweater because all Christmas sweaters are fucking tacky by nature. I've never seen ah. a cool Christmas sweater. Yeah, that's true. you never seen anybody goes, oh shit! Nice Christmas sweater. You that, got the new Santa Claus with yeah. the Air Jordans. Yeah, I can wear this in June. Like, Hell no, you so out. Everybody puts on that Christmas sweater and goes to a party and you know, they laugh at each other, take pictures and shit, and then that's oh, it. Oh, okay. So, Bill Cosby will be proud. But, yeah, um, he's he the king of that, isn't he? Yeah. But thank you for uh, writing the show, Mike. And uh, 
I guess that's it for this week, man. Uh, that's all the interactions we have. Cool. Um, don't forget, you can catch us on live on uh, Yeah Right Radio on Tuesday yes. at 5 p.m. 917-932-1707 is the, call, is the phone number. Yeah. And when you call that number, you can actually just listen live. And if you want to chime in, you just press 1. And it'll say, okay, this person wants to uh, actually actually discuss something with the host of the show. Yeah, we look so forward to that. And we're encouraging people, like I said, that really want to interact with us and would like to talk to us live. People leave voicemails and things like that. It yeah, I don't know how much I'm looking forward to it. I mean, because the problem with Yeah Right Radio is them niggas, are, they slander over there. They like to talk a lot of shit. Ah. And I don't, I don't really prefer to have shit talk to me. By these people, you know, that, that I don't really fuck with like that. I don't talk shit to y'all. Can we just keep it peaceable? Because I don't want to get it started. You know what I'm saying? You know, I can't handle myself. When people start talking shit, I just I just let off. I just blast off. I can't help it. So, so I hope, hopefully they'll act right. And nobody had to get cussed out or talk, talk dirty to or whatever. Because, you know, I try to keep it thorough with them dudes. But, uh... You know, and plus, you know, I, I, sometimes I say things because I'm not homophobic that may need to pause on the end. And I'm not, <laughs> I haven't been practicing my pauses. Me either. You know, like I just tell people now, my whole thing is I'm grown. So if I say something and it sounds like it needs a pause on the end, I just tell them, hey. Put I'm, your own pause. No, I, that's not what I say. I say, hey, I meant that in the gay way. <laughs> so, whatever way you took that, that is how I meant it. <laughs> So they say, oh, like it's like, oh man, Blake Griffin can dunk two balls at the same time. They go, oh, pause. I go, no, I meant in my mouth like a gay person. <laughs> Teabag style. You taking it in, ain't you, buddy? All right, man. So don't forget, you can call the show. Leave us a voicemail: seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Don't forget, also, you can look us up on Facebook, iTunes, or Podomatic. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Um, and you can also go to the blog, theblackguywhotips.com, and hit us up on the email, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com, and we will respond. You know, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm saying that again, that S and D A T. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Love you. You too. Fuck that. Special technique of shadow boxing. I breaks it down to the bone gristle. Hills beacons, gut missile, heat seeking. Johnny blazing, nightmares like West Creighton. Niggas gunning, my third eye seen it coming before it happened. You know about them fucking statin kids, they smashing everything, huh? And in these shape, form, or fashion, now everybody talking about they laughing. Hmm, is you busting still or is you flashing? Hmm, talking out your asshole, you should have learned about the flow in PZ Afro. The Calgary Stallion, chinky eye snot nose. From my naps to the bunion on my big toe, I keeps it moving. Know just what the fuck I'm doing. Wrap them somniac, beam to catch a nigga snoozing. Slip the cardiac, arrest. Exorcist hip-hop possess me Crunch a nigga like a Nestle You know my stage Burning to a third degree Sneaky ass alley cat Top pedigree The head toucher Industry party bum rusher You don't like it Dick up in your fuck Shadow Shadow
Yo, I slayed them seeds back in the rack room era. My style broke motherfucking backs like Kemperterra. Most rap niggas came loud but unheard. Once I pulled out, round them off to the nearest third. Check these non-visual niggas with tapes and a portrait. Flood the seminar trying to orbit this corporate industry. But what them niggas can't see must break through like the woo unexpectedly. Protect your neck, my sword still remains imperial. Before I blast the mic, Rizzo scratch off the cereal. We rain all year round from June to June. Why niggas bite it? Immediately, if not soon, set the lynching and form the execution date as this 2000 beyond slang suffocate. Amplify sample through vacuum tubes, compressions, cause RZA to charge niggas 20 G's of session.